I read from Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. But when the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. A reading from St. Peter, 2 Peter. Do not ignore this fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some may think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth, and everything that is done on it, will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord. Please be seated for a reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark. 
the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. In the wonderful love of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. There is one coming after me. My, we're getting a heavy dose of the prophets this morning. And I'm going to talk more about prophets in a little bit. But I'd like to begin with the message that we hear from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Now what does comfort mean to you? Sometimes I conjure up a picture of a big, soft, cozy, easy chair with a good book to read or a good show on TV, maybe a game the Texans win, <clears throat> an appropriate beverage with an easy reach. I suspect many of you have a similar image, even if it is not exactly the same. But if we go back to the Latin roots of the word comfort, it has the same roots as the word fortify, reinforce, fortitude, and the like. And in Latin, the prefix com is an intensifier, intensifier, making the word even stronger. It's similar to the effect we get when we add the, word, uh, the est to high and get highest. So God is telling the prophet to tell his people not just to be strong, be very strong. And why? Because in a couple of verses, God gives them their marching orders. Prepare ye the way. Make a straight highway in the desert. So a prophet's job is not foretelling the future like some media prognosticators. A prophet is giving God's word to his people, being God's mouthpiece to his people. A prophet is also showing God's presence among his people, telling the people, God is here with you now. God is taking an active part in your lives, in your history, and in the world. Look for him. Pay attention to him. Watch what he is doing. At the same time, the prophet is telling us that God wants us to share in the healing and renewal of his creation. 
Now, a lot of us, when we think of a prophet, have an image like the icon we see of, of uh, St. John the Baptist. He's got <clears throat> hair, wild hair sticking out in every direction. He's got a beard that's a good deal more uh, scruffy than mine. Um, and the text tells us he's wearing a coat of camel's hair. Now, don't misread the text. Do not imagine that this is the same kind of camel hair coat that you might find at Joseph A. Banks. It's not. It's a good deal rougher than the roughest wool, coat, wool blanket, and John is wearing not much under it, so most of it is worn next to the skin. I don't think it would be very comfortable to wear under the hot sun of the Jordan Valley. And John's diet? Locusts and wild honey? Well, wild honey is okay, but I've been told that locusts been, are very nutritious, but I have not asked Gail to pick up any at the local Kroger. <laughs> now, that's not an unreasonable picture of John the Baptist, or, and his dress and lifestyle are not much different from the prophets of the Old Testament. But is that necessarily the way a prophet looks? Let me tell you a story. I used to work at one of the big chemical plants on the ship channel. I know some of you have worked at chemical plants, and many of you have driven past chemical plants on Bay Area Boulevard or along Highway 225. It would be hard to describe them as beautiful. They don't look any better close up than they do from the highway. Now one day, a young woman walked up to the plant I worked in. She was a rising senior at Texas A&M University, and this was her first day as a summer intern. Now our plant, like most plants on the ship channel, can be a bit daunting for a first-time visitor. Right after identifying yourself and signing in, you watch a 10-minute video, most of which is devoted to describing what to do in case of an emergency. The video includes a demonstration of how to put on an emergency escape mask, <clears throat> which includes a plastic mask or bubble uh, that fits over your head and it's attached to a bottle containing a five-minute supply of air for you to escape. It is a sobering video. Then after getting your picture taken for your photo ID card, you were taken on a tour of the plant. There are big pipes from two feet, sometimes 10 or more feet in diameter. There are huge tanks, some containing 20,000, 100,000, even a million gallons of fluid. Most of them are painted blank, black with incomprehensible letters and numbers painted on them. And there are strange sounds, rumbling in the pipes, the hiss of occasional jets of steam being released from traps. Sometimes you hear a railroad engine rumbling through the site with whistles and warning bells clanging. And sometimes, alas, there's a brief whiff of an aroma somewhere between uh, the smell of household ammonia and rotten fish. It can be a real assault on the uh, senses. Now, after our tour, her tour, our intern is taken around and introduced to her new co-workers. They are all friendly and welcoming, but almost all of them are male. Many of them are old enough to be her father, and several of them could even be her grandfather. And all of them are clearly far more experienced 
and far more knowledgeable than she is. It can all be pretty intimidating. Until she got to the office of one of her colleagues to be, he had a shelf of books above his desk, the usual collection of engineering, physics, and chemistry textbooks and reference books. But among them was a Bible, something not often seen in the offices of a chemical plant. Now, the new intern did not say anything at the time. She didn't do anything to let the occupant know that she had seen his Bible. It was only at the end of the summer when she came around to say goodbye that I learned how important seeing that Bible had been to her on her first day. She told me that she had been comforted by just seeing that Bible and knowing that there was another Christian among her co-workers. It strengthened her to do her job. Now, I have to confess that uh, there were actually a number of Christians in those offices, but discussion of religion and having religious, religious signs and symbols was not encouraged. But if here was someone who certainly did not look like our standard image of a prophet, yet he still communicated God's presence of, at that time and at that place and to that person in a way that met the needs of that young woman at that time. Now, we do not have to hit people over the head with a Bible. We don't have to walk up to them and say, I was saved on March 22nd, 1996. Have you been saved? <clears throat> that is not required of us. We often don't realize how even the very little things we say or do can affect the people around us even strangers, and in this way, we too are prophets. We can speak for God, act for God, be God's presence in this world every time we meet someone, friend, acquaintance, or stranger. In the very early days of Christianity, Christians were being persecuted and persecuted severely. There were great public shows so that people could watch Christians being eaten by lions, decapitated by gladiators, and being burned alive. But instead of being fearful, the Christians spoke and acted in a way that really impressed the people who saw them. They said, these Christians have something I want, something that I don't have, but I want it. Today, when fewer and fewer people are calling themselves Christian, how do we show the world that we have something, something in our lives so special that they want it? We don't have to face gladiators or lions or flames to show people that we have something, or perhaps much more accurately, someone in our lives who gives us the strength and courage to be the person God calls us to be. Think of all the people in your life who have touched you, strengthened you, encouraged you in your life in Christ. Now please take a moment to think about all the people that you touch in your daily life, at work, in the checkout line at the grocery store, at the gym, the library, on the golf course, everywhere. And do not forget that every person you meet 
man, woman, or child is a child of God, someone for whom Christ was nailed to the cross, someone God invites to eternal life. C.S. Lewis reminds us that there are no ordinary people. In fact, other than the sacrament we are about to share, your neighbor is the most sacred object you will see in the world. That includes the person sitting beside you, your neighbors down the block, the men who collect the garbage, the person who does your hair, a bank teller. In fact, all people who on earth do dwell, whether black or white, Christian, Muslim, Jew, Taoist, or whatever, or whoever. God, our creator, loves each one of them. And each one of us, in our own way, is called to be a prophet in this world, to show the world God's presence in our lives and to express God's love for them. And so I ask each of us, in every place we find ourselves, to pray something like this. Heavenly Father, how can I show your presence in my life at this time, in this place, and to these people? Let me repeat that. Heavenly Father, how can I show your presence in my life at this time, in this place, and to these people? Amen.